The hieroglyphics tell us the story of two visionaries, outcast, not of this world. They led a band of ragtag followers carrying everything they had, pursued by forces of evil. Whatever they are, there's a whole fleet of them. They seem to defy the rules of physics, hovering in the wind, stopping instantly, and moving extremely fast. You can accept it or be stupid and be a skeptic. Unconceivable, unbelievable, unidentified flying objects. Welcome to a special bonus episode of the I Want to Believe podcast. I'm Kyle Sawyer. UFOs. Well, that topic has been all over mainstream media lately, including a recent government report from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, released on June 25th, 2021. The report is entitled, Preliminary Assessment, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. It contains some interesting information, and I will go over some of the more intriguing aspects of it. In part, the scope of the report states that it is a, quote, intelligence assessment of the threat posed by unidentified aerial phenomena and the progress the Department of Defense Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, or UAPTF, has made in understanding this threat, end quote. So, what does that have to do with actor Patton Oswalt and his father? I'll get to that. Before we get to the episode, a quick reminder that all of our I Want to Believe social media and emails are in the show notes. Nomar's book, Granite Skies, A Disconcerted Journey Through the Unknown, is available for purchase. You can get a signed copy from his online store at slevicstore.company.site or the Green Hand Bookshop in Portland, Maine. Just see the links in the show notes. Alright, let's talk about UFOs and what Patton Oswalt's father saw. Commander David Fravor still can't explain what he says he saw that day. November 2004, the Navy fighter pilot was on a training mission west of San Diego when he was ordered to check out something in the water not far away. On a clear day, over a smooth ocean, he saw the object, waves breaking over it, and says he saw something hovering above it. Fravor says he and his four-man team tracked the object for several minutes until it just disappeared. Tonight, CNN has learned the Pentagon had a secretive program to research UFOs like the one Fravor spotted. The project was called the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, run by an official named Luis Elizondo. According to the New York Times and Politico, which first reported this story, tens of millions of dollars for the project were pushed through by former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid. Those publications say a lot of the money for the Pentagon UFO program went to a company called Bigelow Aerospace, run by a longtime friend of Reed's, Robert Bigelow, a big believer in UFOs. A Pentagon spokesman, in fact, told CNN the program was shuttered because there were, quote, other higher priority issues that merited funding. 
Despite believers and ufologists already entrenched in UFO-related news, books, and the plethora of videos making the rounds, the 2017 New York Times article titled Glowing Auras and Black Money, the Pentagon's Mysterious UFO Program, seems to have brought UFOs back into the mainstream media. In that article, published on December 16, 2017, and written by Helene Cooper, Ralph Blumenthal and Leslie Keen brought to light a secret government program that studied UFO, or rather UAP, encounters from 2007 to 2012 and cost approximately $22 million. Quote, in the $600 billion annual Defense Department budgets, the $22 million spent on the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program was almost impossible to find, which was how the Pentagon wanted it. For years, the program investigated reports of unidentified flying objects, according to Defense Department officials, interviews with program participants, and records obtained by the New York Times. It was run by a military intelligence official, Luis Elizondo, on the fifth floor of the Pentagon's sea ring deep within the building's maze. The Defense Department has never before acknowledged the existence of this program, which it says shut down in 2012. But its backers say that, while the Pentagon ended funding for the effort at that time, the program remains in existence. For the past five years, they say, officials with the program have continued to investigate episodes brought to them by service members while also carrying out their other Defense Department duties. End quote. Obviously, this was a big deal. A shadowy program had come to light and the U.S. government had confirmed it. The last publicly known government study of UFOs shut down in 1969 and was called Project Blue Book. After it shut down a report in the same vein as this most recent report, but much more expanded, it was a little over 1,400 pages. It was called The Scientific Study of Unidentified Flying Objects, written by Dr. Edward U. Condon, and often referred to as simply The Condon Report. It basically said, UFOs ain't shit, leave us alone. Okay, it obviously wasn't that brief or blunt, but here's an audio clip about the report. In 1966, the U.S. Air Force settled a contract for a two-year, $500,000 study with the University of Colorado Boulder to be directed by the preeminent nuclear physicist, Dr. Edward U. Condon. The study was completely unprecedented, and there was a lot of debate over the proper scope, methodology, and personnel. Both Hynek and McDonald offered to join the project, but they were rejected in favor of scientists with no public position on UFO research, and consequently, no significant exposure to the UFO data. Condon and project coordinator, Robert Lowe, considered this the only way of picking unbiased analysts. While some of the team members took an active part in the research, Condon and Lowe showed little interest. Six months into the study, Condon announced that he thought UFO research was nonsense, and that the government shouldn't be involved. He referred to those damn UFOs almost from the beginning. In discussing project strategy, Lowe wrote to university administrators that the trick would be to make the public think that the project was objective, while allowing scientists to recognize it as a group of non-believers with an almost zero expectation of finding a saucer. With this tip, he thought that the scientific community would quickly get the message. Although support for the study was high when it was first announced, people grew skeptical of the team's objectivity particularly after ufologist Donald Kehoe leaked Lowe's memo to the press. Lowe resigned in the ensuing controversy. Staff members David Saunders and Norman Levine were fired, 
and NICAP, a major private UFO research group, withdrew their support. What remained of Condon's team hired a number of outside specialists to help complete the report in 1969. The authoritatively named Scientific Study of Unidentified Flying Objects led with Condon's conclusions, in which he stated that nothing has come from UFO research that has added to scientific knowledge, and that further study could not be justified in the expectation that science will be advanced thereby. Condon also stated that the extraterrestrial hypothesis was the least likely explanation for UFOs, and that the airborne anomalies posed no threat to national security. Regardless of the Condon report, many inside the government still held interest in studying the phenomena, and despite the Air Force no longer officially investigating reports, calls about encounters kept coming in. Also, encounters with U.S. servicemen kept happening as well. The Tic Tac UFO video and the subsequent other videos released since the 2017 New York Times article was only scratching the surface of military encounters. On September 19, 1976, an incident in Tehran, Iran startled much of that nation and bled into the United States. On that night, phone calls from concerned citizens reported a bright light in the sky. An F-4 fighter jet was sent out to investigate, but as it neared the light, the jet's instruments blacked out, forcing the pilot to return to base. A second F-4 took its place, and as it neared the unusual light, it did achieve radar lock. But according to the pilot, the UFO released a glowing object, which the pilot assumed to be some sort of missile headed straight for him. The pilot prepared to fight back, but experienced malfunctions with his instruments. He then witnessed another bright object released from the UFO that headed straight toward the ground. Here's a clip from the pilot. When I saw this object is flying that fast, then I thought this is not a helicopter and this is not an aircraft. By that time I said, oh, should be some kind of UFO. Then Major Joffrey nervously reported that a smaller UFO had emerged from the larger one and was trying to engage him. And it was coming toward them. They tried to shoot him down. When they squeeze the trigger, it didn't work. Besides the fascinating encounter, it is interesting to note that it was reported to U.S. officials. In fact, it was sent to a lot of top brass officials in numerous departments such as the Secretary of State, the Central Intelligence Agency, the White House, the Air Force, and Army Chiefs of Staff, the Chief of Naval Operations, the Defense Intelligence Agency, the Commander-in-Chief of U.S. Naval Forces in the Middle East, the European Defense Air Command, and the Commander-in-Chief of Forces in Europe. Seems like the U.S. continued to be briefed on encounters after Project Blue Book closed. That's important to note as the U.S. government continued to publicly claim until 2017, that is, that it did not look into UFO reports. So now we're going to go ahead and fast forward to June 25th, 2021, and the new report about UAPs. A much-anticipated government report on UFOs lists 144 known sightings of unidentified aerial phenomena. Now, the study released on Friday found only one of those can be explained, just one. The report is a rare example of the government acknowledging that it has investigated UFO cases. As David Martin reports, the lack of explanation is fueling even more questions about what else may be out there. It's been 17 years, and a new report by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence still can't explain that and more than 140 other sightings of so-called unidentified aerial phenomena. 
The report says there is no evidence these objects came from outer space and no evidence they represent a technological breakthrough by a rival like China or Russia. Where they came from and where they go remain a mystery. But the director of national intelligence says they may pose a challenge to U.S. national security. For CBS This Morning, David Martin, the Pentagon. So, no evidence that they're from outer space, uh-huh. no evidence they're a foreign rival, but it's a little concerning when you have a military aviator saying, we saw this thing. Part of this report states, quote, Our analysis of the data supports the construct that if and when individual UAP incidents are resolved, they will fall into one of five potential explanatory categories. Airborne clutter, natural atmospheric phenomena, USG or U.S. industry developmental programs, foreign adversary systems, and a catch-all other bin. The other bin is where it can get interesting. Even Nomar thinks so when he spoke to Maine Public Radio's Patty Wright. Here's a clip. The much-anticipated congressional report on UFOs was released on Friday. For all of its buzz, it doesn't provide much in the way of conclusive findings, and it's receiving mixed reaction among UFO enthusiasts in Maine. The report says the federal government will continue to search for answers, and as Patty White reports, local field investigators say they will too. The report that the U.S. government recently released also could not identify more than 140 sightings of what it calls unidentified aerial phenomena, or UAPs. The sightings are from military aviators dating back to 2004. Nomar Slevik, the author of three books about UFO sightings in Maine and New England, says he was disappointed there weren't more conclusive findings in the report. I was hoping for some sort of admittance that... (laughs) I guess simply put that we are not alone. I really don't know what that sounds like officially. But there is one aspect of the nine-page report where Slavik found consolation. It says that with more information, the incidents of unidentified aerial phenomena will likely be resolved and could fall under five categories. The first four offer specific explanations. Airborne clutter, natural atmospheric phenomena, government or industry development programs, or systems deployed by foreign adversaries. But the fifth category is other, and that's really interesting. Because it can't be explained, at least not yet. Now, out of the unknown objects in 143 reports, 18 of those could fall into that other category. The report states, quote, In 18 incidents, observers reported unusual UAP movement patterns or flight characteristics. Some UAP appeared to remain stationary in winds aloft, move against the wind, maneuver abruptly, or move at considerable speed without discernible means of propulsion. In a small number of cases, military aircraft systems processed radio frequency energy associated with UAP sightings, end quote. Plainly said, military personnel encountered UAPs that were unaffected by wind, moved in ways that could not be explained, and appeared to be propelled in ways that also can be explained, and that RF energy from these UAPs was picked up by some military aircrafts. Pretty exciting to think about, but what about the darn connection to Patton Oswalt's father? I think we're finally getting to that part. A Mysterious Universe article, written by Paul Seaburn, reads, quote, 
Larry J. Oswald was a career United States Marine Corps officer and pilot who named his first son after General George S. Patton. Raised a military brat, he didn't follow his father into the military, but served his country in fictional ways, as Agent Koenig on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Fire Marshal Boone on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and he also helped save the country by completing his late wife Michelle McNamara's book on the mysterious Golden State Killer, who was caught less than two months after the book I'll Be Gone in the Dark was released." End quote. On a May 2021 appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live, Oswald discussed a UFO incident that his father had while in the Marine Corps. Kimmel has long been fascinated with UFO encounters and often brings them up with his guests, most notably Barack Obama. Here's a little montage. So this is something I feel like, if I was the president, and it's unlikely that that is ever going to happen. You never know. <laughs> if I was the president... It was unlikely that I was going to be president. <laughs> the moment... I was inaugurated. My hand would, would just, it'd still be hot from touching the Bible, and I would immediately race to um, wherever they hold, have the files uh, about Area 51 and the UFOs, yeah. and I'd go through everything to find out what happened. Right. Did you do that? That's why you will not be president. Because <laughs> uh, that's, that, that's, that, that's the first thing that you would do. Um, <laughs> the the aliens won't list. let it happen. <laughs> you reveal all their secrets. <laughs> they, they, look, they, they exercise strict control over us. Now, you know, there are a lot of people that are going to examine your, your facial expressions here, um, every, every twitch, everything, oh, no. and say, and of course, so did you look? Did you see? Did you explore? I, I, I can't reveal anything. Oh, really? But now there's a video. I wonder if you've seen this video that has been um, verified by the Pentagon. Nobody knows for sure, but it is an unidentified flying object or something like that. Now, can, now that this has been verified by the Pentagon, would you be surprised if we were visited by creatures from another planet? Yeah. You would be wouldn't surprised. Wouldn't you be? UAP, which just like the Cardi B song. Thank you for watching. I appreciate it. Hey. You know what? I'll tell you something. It's it's Monday. It's uh, not so different from most Mondays, except for one kind of big thing, and that big thing is UFOs. Did you see 60 Minutes last night? Uh, I, I know you're laughing. I'm not joking. Did you see... No, you didn't watch no, that. No, I didn't night. watch that, no. Well, the truth is not just out there anymore. It's here. 60 Minutes had a story last night in which they interviewed some very credible former Pentagon and military officials who had video and eyewitness accounts of objects that fly 13,000 miles per hour. They drop 80,000 feet in less than a second. They go underwater. The government calls them unidentified aerial phenomena. After discussing Oswald's latest television show, Marvel's MODOK, Kimmel asked Patton if he had seen a recent 60 Minutes episode about UFOs. Oswald had, and then related a story about his father and said that his father and other pilots saw UFOs all the time, but rarely reported them in fear of being perceived as crazy or even being grounded. Here's the UFO portion of that interview. Patton, did you see, did you watch 60 Minutes last night? I did. <laughs> am I, yes, am I, I, did. I, I mean, I can't, like, I think like 80% of our staff had no idea what I was talking about. Am I nuts when I say well, this is what we should all be focused on right now? 
No, listen, I, I agree with what Shaq said earlier. And by the way, I'm broadcasting. I'm, I'm in his pocket right now. I'm in his shirt pocket. Um, but I, no, I, I have never, here's what, here's what is frustrating for me. I've never personally seen a UFO or a cryptid or a ghost or experienced a time shift or anything like that. But I'm very, very open to that existing. And I'm surrounded by people, friends and family who have seen and encountered UFOs. My dad was a test pilot uh, in the Marines all through the 60s and 70s, and when he was stationed at El Toro, he said pilots, talk to any pilot, they see all kinds of weird stuff up there, but they just don't report it because they don't want to go into a crank file, they don't want to sink, so he said he was on a test flight and he saw a bunch of objects that, he said they looked like glowing balls of energy in like these round metal cages and they were keeping track with the jets and they would do these turns that you couldn't do under those g-forces and would disappear and when he came down and talked to his um base commander and said hey i we my squad saw and the base commander went were they were they metal cages with like energy balls in them and he's like yeah he goes do you want to report them he's like no, I don't. And then the the commander just went, "Good, fine." And then like walked away. Wow. So there, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying th this new um uh what is it called? A tip. That's the new thing that that Congress is doing to look at all these reports. Yes. I are they going to also go back into Project Blue Book from the 70s where they were really going into all like is all that stuff locked away or what's going on? Well, I'll call you after the show and let you know what's going on. Um, okay. Use my By the way, speaking phone. about a ball of energy inside a metal cage, I mean, it's MODOK right there. That's what, that's that, what way, your dad was foreshadowing. Oh, my, wait a minute. Oh, God. It's all happening. It's all coming together. Jimmy, I got to get out of the country. This is, this is all coming together. I got to go. Thank you, Pat, and great to see you. We'll be back. With so much coverage about UFOs, let's hope that there will be continued transparency from military officials. It does sound promising, though, and I think it would even give Oswald's father a sense of relief in knowing that, as of 2019, the Navy has adopted an official reporting process for pilots. The Air Force even adopted it in 2020. It also gets a mention in the new report, quote, No standardized reporting mechanism existed until the Navy established one in March 2019. The Air Force subsequently adopted that mechanism in November 2020, end quote. It's pretty wild to read that there was no formal way within the government to record UFO sightings until the Navy started one in 2019. Certainly, there must be numerous sightings that were missed, but at least going forward there is a process and hopefully scrutiny and ridicule in reporting these encounters will dissolve. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Kyle Sawyer. Patient, pull out the skull, remove the cancer Breaking his back, chisel next for the answer Supersonic, bionic, robot, voodoo power Equator X, my chance to flex skills on Ampex With power meters and heaters, gauge antifreeze Octagon oxygen and aluminum intoxicants More waste up low blood cells in your face React with four bombs and six fire missiles Armed with seven rounds of space doodle pistols you may not believe living on the earth planet My skin is green and silver, forehead looking mean Astronauts get played, tough like a ukulele As I move the rockets, overriding levels Nothing's aware, same data, same systems
California, Earth people, I was born on Jupiter, Earth people, New York and California, Earth people, I was born on Jupiter, Earth people, New York and California, Earth people, I was born on Jupiter, Earth people, New York and California, Earth people, I was born on Jupiter.